Okay, Shalom Aleichem everyone, good morning. <clears throat> Welcome back to our series, The Life and Terror of Our Leaders. And we'd like to welcome our Torah Anytime listener, listeners and viewers who Bez Hashem will be Mishtatif. And of course, we are live with First Seder Bis Medrash every Tuesday at 11.30. And Bruchem Haboim to everyone. <clears throat> Today we're going to talk about Rav Nosen Adler, Hakayin Hagadol, Zichroin Livracha, or Hanesher Hagadol, the big great eagle, as it's written on his Matseva. And his yard site is tomorrow, Chavzai and Elul, will be his 220th yard site. Who was the Heiliger Rav Nosen Adler? So Rav Nosen Adler was born on Asara Beteves, Tufkuf Beis, which is the year 17, the end of 1741. His father was Rabbi Yaakov Shimon Ben Harav Nossen. He was named after his grandfather, Rav Nossen, who was a Dayan in Frankfurt. And he was born in Frankfurt. <coughs> and he's Miyuchis back to the Yalkut Shimoni. The Yalkut Shimoni, a collection of Midrashim from the, it's not really clear who the author was and and what year it was printed, in the 11 or 1200s, but he had Yichus back to whoever the author of the Yalkut Shemani was. The name Adler is interesting history to the name Adler. Where's the name Adler? Where'd that come from? Adler is an eagle in German. So that's why he was called Hanesher Hagadol, as we said. So the, the story goes as follows, that in the year 1614, there was a Russia in Frankfurt, Vincent, his name was, Vincent. And um, he was rebelling against the king. It was a whole story there. And eventually the Jews were banished from Frankfurt for two years, almost two years. And at the end of the two years in 1616, so <clears throat> the German Caesar allowed them um, to come back. And he quelled this rebellion by this Vincent. He killed him. And... Um, on Chof Adar, they came back to uh, Frankfurt. And in fact, um, in Frankfurt, there was a minig to make a Purim de Frankfurt. A Purim de Frankfurt, it was called, or Purim of Vincent, it was called. And this is, we, uh, we mentioned this by the Taisus Yantif, that there is a minig, that if someone has a big Yeshua, to make a day of Simcha for their family. So in Frankfurt, they made this a day of Simcha, Chafad was known as Purim of Frankfurt because this Vincent was killed by the king and they were allowed to come back to Frankfurt. Um, the Messiah went as follows. This is the legend that when the Jews returned uh, back to Frankfurt, so at the head of the procession went the two of the great Parnassim, the leaders of the community. One of them was holding the German flag and on top of the flagpole was like an eagle like we have now a lot of times on flagpoles. And the second one was banging a drum. And that was like the parade back to Frankfurt. So from that day on, these two families got names. The one that was holding the flag with the eagle was now named Adler because of the eagle. And the other one was called Trumler, Trumler for the drum, the drummer. So um, that's how they got the name. That's a Psamasaira, how they got the name Adler. Um, and in fact, Rav Nassim Adler himself, again, he was born in 1740s, this happened in the early 1600s, 
but he was Nayeg this Purim of Frankfurt, even when he wasn't in Frankfurt, because he felt it's the Messiah of his hometown, of his, uh, of his city. And the same thing with um, the, his, his, his Talmud, the Chassam Seifer also, would, who also was from Frankfurt, as we'll see, also, even for all the years, he was Nayeg Frankfurt's uh, Purim on Chafadr. He was a wonder child of Nassen Adler, a Yelad Pella. It's written on his Matseva, Mibentes Shonim, from nine years old, Leipono Liboy Labatala. His face did not turn to any type of waste of time. Uh, any, all, all pages, all columns and pages are not able to say over the praise of Reb Nassen Adler. That's what it's written on his Matseva. The story goes, in 1752, um, the Chida had come from Yerushalayim to collect money in, in Europe, and he was in Frankfurt for a numerous, numerous days. And uh, the people of Frankfurt were very proud of Reb Nassim Adler. They were very proud of him. And they told the Chidah about him. And they wanted the Chidah to test him. But they told the Chidah that he mamish learns day and night. And sometimes he's up nights till he just falls asleep. And many times he's so tired that he comes to davening either at the end of davening or he totally misses davening. Again, this is 752, 1752. He was all of 10, 11 years old at the time. So uh, the Chida actually, uh, I think, spoke to him, but the, the Vart they say from the Chida, the quip they say, is that when the Chida saw him one day walk in after Aleinu, so he used the Pasuk that the Shunamis said to her husband, she said to her husband that Elisha, Hineno Yadati, I know, Ki Shaliki Maiver Aleinu Tamed, Tamid, this holy man, this godly man is constantly, Tamid, passing over us, passing by us, and she wanted him to stay in their house and to build a, a, a room for him. So he said it as a, as a quip to Chida, yadati, I know, oiver aleinu, like Tamid, that he's always missing aleinu. This Ishalikim oiver aleinu, he's missing aleinu because he comes at the end of davening. So he was calling him already at that age an Ishalikim. His rabbeim were the Pnei Yeshua. The Pnei Yeshua was the Rav of Frankfurt at the time. There was a Dayan, of Moshe Rav, who was also one of his rabbeim. But his Rebbe Muvuk, his primary Rebbe, was a, rabbi, was a, was a Yid named Rav David Tevli Katz Shif. Rav Shif, who eventually became the Ashkenazi Rav in London and was famous for that, was first in Frankfurt and was the Rav Nosen Adler's primary Rebbe. His Rebbe in Nistar, in Kabbalah, in the Hidden Secrets of Torah, was Rav Avram Abish. Rav Avram Abish was the uh, Rav of Frankfurt after the Pnei Yeshua. And if you remember from our Shir on the Hafla, there was a story with the Get of Cleves, a whole story with a Get, that the Frankfurt Bezdin, Bereshem um, Rav Avram Abish, dug in their heels about a Psak, if that Get was good or not. And um, so he was the Rebbe of the... Reb Nassim Adler in Nistar. His wife was named Reichel, Reichel Basara Fish Katz, um, from a place called Gisa. I think it might be Hungary. I'm not sure um, where it was from, where she was from. When he was already 20 years old, his name, his 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 reputation preceded him. And the Chachmei Ho'ir of Frankfurt, Frankfurt was an era of Aim Israel. The Chachmei Ho'ir 
and the Bachrim of the yeshiva, there were numerous yeshivas at the time in Frankfurt, and they would uh, congregate with him. He did not accept any rabbinical position in Frankfurt of Nassen Adler. His wife had a business, and that's how they made money. Um, he, um, he was a big anav, nechbal akelim. He wasn't looking for the limelight. In fact, he, he, um, he told his friends, acquaintances from Frankfurt, that they, they used to call him Mr. Adler. He didn't have smicha, so he said his name is Mr. Adler. Um, his talmidim, he said that the most they could call him is Reb Nassen. Reb Nassen, that's all they could call him. He was a very big anav. He also was, he was mafkir, he made ownerless all his nechassim. He had an open house, as we'll see in a moment, to everyone and anyone, and he was afraid somebody might be nichshal, they might stumble, they might be over on gazela if they take something from him. So he was mafkir everything, he made everything hafkir, no one should ever be over on gazela. His house, I said, was open night and day. Chachamim would be there, Talmidim would be there. He would sit in an inner room, they would be in the outer room, the Talmidim. If they had a, a, a question, so then they would go into him. And before he would ask them what their question was, he would say over the entire Gemara and the whole Sugya Balpeh. And then he would say, So what do you have, Shver? What's the question? And at that point, they would not have any questions anymore because he would have already answered and explained the entire sugya and any question they had um, was no longer a question. The Ksav Seifer, Ksav Seifer's son, he said that mostly the way Rav Nassim Adler learned was he learned Mishnayis. He learned Mishnayis. And every Mishnah he learned, he would say Balpeh, the entire Gemara, the Rif, the Rambam, the Tur, the Shulchan Aruch, all Balpeh, he would chazer that over. So that was his Derech Halim. And obviously when he was younger, he learned it all. But later in life, that's the way he learned. He would learn a Mishnah, say over the whole Gemara, and everything that comes along with it, and then, uh, then move on. He had many famous Talmidim, but his most famous Talmid was Reb Moshe Seifer, the Chas- and, who would be known as the Chassam Seifer. He had a special Chiba, well-known love and, and, um, and, uh, and uh, appreciation for the Chassam Seifer. The Chassam Seifer actually grew up in his home a little bit, based on a famous Misa. The, the Misa was as follows. When the Chassam Seifer was 10 years old, so the Seifer was from Frankfurt, um, and when he was 10 years old, there was a minute at the time that the boys would, would, would prepare a, a drasha to say, a shtikl Torah to say on Shabbos, I think it was. And when the Chassam Seifer's turn, so he said over a question from his grandfather, the Marsha Shach, who wrote the Sefer, Kais Yeshuais. And he said, the Chassam Seifer said in the drasha, that uh, Lefi, his understanding, his grandfather made a mistake. And um, there was no, the, the question is not a question. Um, when his father heard about it, some Seifer's father was very upset. What type of guy was this? And he gave him a slap across the face. Reb Nosen Adler asked his Talmidim what, what, did Ramosh, what did Moshe Seifer say in the Jerusha today? And they told him the story. And he was not happy. And he was afraid that if the some Seifer's father um, continues to be so strong with him, he might lear- lose his cheshek for learning. And um, he told the Chassam Seifer that you're not allowed to speak to your father again. I answer you, I prohibit you from speaking to your father again. And the Chassam Seifer went home and he told his mother 
what Reb Nassim Adler said. His father was in the room, but he didn't speak to his father, because his Rebbe said not to. And his father, this is the godless of the whole story here, his father understood the Reb Nassim Adler is an Ish Kaddish, and if he says this is the way to be Mechanech, his son, he is willing to do that. He was Mechabal Ipa'ava. The Chazam Seifer was Mechabit, his father. Keep it off exactly the way he's supposed to, but without a word. Came a little bit difficult to live in the house without speaking to his father, so eventually he went and he lived in Reb Nassim Adler's house. So that was how he gained such a close connection. In 1772, in Tafkuf Lamed Beis, the Hafla became the Av Bezdin, the Rav of Frankfurt. And at that time, they asked Rav Nosson Adler, who was a Kayan, a Kayan Agado, as we said, to come at least during the Shalish Regalim to the big shul, the Beis HaKnesses Agado, the big shul in Frankfurt, to daven there and to Duchen. They wanted to be Zeichet to the Birchas, they wrote this, this is how they wrote it, to the Birchas Kayan Gadol. Such a holy man. And as if you remember, we said this part in the when we spoke about the Hafla a while ago, in the beginning of Tammuz was his yard site. Um, and um, the, um, the Hafla was a levy. So they made this golden pitcher and golden basin, and the Hafla would sit in his seat, he was the Rav, he would sit in his seat on the Mizrachvant, and they would bring him the golden basin and the pitcher, and Reb Nassim Adler, who was a Kayin, who was also on the Mizrach, on his way up to Duchin, he would pass by the Hafla seat, and the Hafla would wash his hands. They would say, Ashrei, fortunate as anyone saw these two great Sadiqim, the Kayin and the Levi, treating each other with such respect, and um, the, uh, the pouring, the, the, the washing of the hands of the Hafla, washing Reb Nassim Adler's hands. The Chassam Seifer would say later in life, in Yiddish he would say it, but he would say that anyone who saw the Kayin and the Levi, their greatness and their humility, and listen to the Chassam Seifer said about his own generation, in other words, he was speaking about the previous generation, his Rabbeim, and he said whoever saw the Kayin and the Levi, their greatness and their humility, and now sees what our generation looks like, cannot understand how we could even exist and live without having such tzaddikim amongst us. Those were the Chassam Seifer's words about himself and his own generation. But we see what he, how he felt about his great Rabbeim, the Aflo and Reb Nassim Adler. Um, Reb Nassim Adler was, like we said, a, a, a very holy person. He was a great Balbi Tacha, and there was once a big fire in Frankfurt, and the houses on both sides of his house were burning. The house opposite, on the opposite side of the street was burning. But he was in the middle of davening in his talis, and he continued to daven, and the fire, he, it, he wasn't shtered, he wasn't disturbed. His amun and bitachin in the rabbinah shalaylam, again, this is his madrega, not suggesting this for anybody else to try at home, chas v'shalom, you do what you have to do. But he stayed there, and the pella was that his home was not touched. Everything else around him was burnt, but his was not touched. In Frankfurt, it was a big city. A lot of Goinim would pass through, the Pnei Moshe, the Marikoyen, and others, and they would all come to speak to Rebnos and Adler. In Shuvah's Chassam Seifer, in Yeridea Simen Ayin, he brings a question that the Shagas Aryeh asked Rebnos and Adler when he was passing through Frankfurt. When the Shagas Aryeh was passing through Frankfurt, he asked Rebnos and Adler a question, and the Chassam Seifer brings that question 
Um, and he brings it that the Chagas asked it. So you see that was another Gadol who went and talked to the uh, Rav Nosson Adler. There's a very famous story in Tov Kuf Lamed 1779, that they were learning the Chesam Seifer and his Talmidim, Rav Nosson Adler and his Talmidim, the Chesam Seifer, and there was a party, some type of wedding party going on, I guess downstairs, and uh, it was disturbing them, and he sent the Chesam Seifer down to, um, to quiet them down, they didn't listen, he sent them a second time, second time, and he said, warn them that if they don't stop, they're going to have a terrible end. And um, he went and he told that to them, and the chassan told him that if he comes down one more time, he'll slap him across the face. And Reb Nassim told him, go back down again, and um, Kachava, the chassan, hit him. And when he came back up, Reb Nassim Adler was able to see the mark on his face, he had hit him so hard, and he told the chassan Seifer to take a shoifer, and blow the shoifer and put them in cheirim. The concept of cheirim in the Gemara, you blow a shoifer. And um, he did that, and within within 24 hours, um, the par- those who were at this party, the chassan and, and others, um, died a very sudden death. And the city was in a turmoil. This These were very wealthy families um, that uh, were affected by this, and they were very upset, and they wanted to punish from Nassan Adler. And the Afla saw that there was going to be a big machlaikis, and he saw that it wasn't going to be good for Nassan Adler. So he gave him an eitz, and he said, Be makabal on yourself, Nazifa, like a cherem on yourself, um, that you shouldn't go out, and, 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 and something and things like that. Reb Nassim didn't want to do it. He, he didn't feel he did anything wrong. But then he told him, Nafla sent him a message, this is for your own good. And for six weeks, he was makabal Nazifa on himself. No one came in his Daladamas, he couldn't go to, he didn't have a minion. And uh, eventually this, this quieted down the uh, turmoil in town. And um, the Chachamim came to be Matur the Cherem. And when they came to his house, he took out his private Sefer Torah, a private Sefer Torah, the Rebbe Nassim Adler, and he read all the six Parshiyos that he had missed. This was one of the stories they used um, when people missed Kriya Satera during the, the uh, current COVID crisis, and when they came back to Shul, you have to make up the Parshias. So there's a Maisa with the Grah, and this is another Maisa of Nasan Adler that he made up the Parshias. doesn't mean it's Halach Maisa that you have to do it, but uh, this was an interesting thing that he made up all the Parshias that he had missed. Um, Alpi Kabbalah, he, um, he, in his minion, they duchened every single day. They duchened every single day, like in Eretz Yisrael, like the Svardim do. Uh, us Ashkenazim don't do that. Um, he was waiting. He said he was waiting. When's the Beis Hamikdash going to be rebuilt? Um, he'll be able to actually do the Avoida. He was a big bucky in how to do the Avoida. He was a kain miyuchis, and he was really uh, uh, always looking forward for that day. He davened in Nusach Arizal, Nusach Ari, um, and he actually used Havara Svardit. He would talk in like a Svardi, not in the Ashkenaz way. Um, um, the Chassam Seifer has chuvas about this, about changing to Nusach Ari or Nusach Sfar, and um, one chuva is in Archaim Tezvav, and the other one is in Archaim Kuf Tzadivav. That's a famous one that he writes to the Yismach Moshe, um, uh, Ramayshe Teitelbaum, the the Rav of Eil in in Hungary, and um, the Chassam Seifer writes that. My uh, the, my master, the Rav Nassim Adler, he would daven for the Amud, um, and he himself personally would daven with the Sidr Ari. And he writes, I think we mentioned this by the Hafla as well, he writes, my 
Rabbi the Hafla also did that, but only they and no one else part of the minion would daven except Ashkenaz. He was trying to show that you can't change and unless you're on that madrega and um, unless you know the secrets of the Arizal, the Arizal was Svardi, so he put his secrets, his Saidis, into, uh, into Nusach Svardi or Nusach Hari, and we Ashkenazim, if, if we don't know them, so then we just dive in Ashkenaz, and the Saidis are there as well. Um, he, um, so that's what the Chassam Seifer writes. Um, and he continues, and he says that even the son of the Hafla, the Machna Levi, he also didn't change in Davin Svardi. Only his father did. He did it himself. And he writes, If you don't know the deep secrets of what's going on, you don't change the Nusuch. So this is, uh, these are, these, this is the, uh, the way the Reb Nassim Adler Davin, but the Chazam Seifer was very strong not to change to Nusuch Svard. Um, and to remain with Nusach Ashkenaz. Um, because he did all of these interesting Kabbalah things, um, Rabbi Nassim Adler was a, was, a, a, um, was a magnet for issues. And you have to remember also the time that we're talking about. It's a while after Shabzai Tzvi, but Shabzai Tzvi in the late 1500s, early 1600s, made a lot of trouble in Klai Yisrael, and especially because he claimed to do many things on Pi Kabbalah. That was the problem with the Rebbe Rebbeinus and Ibshitz as well. That was that Machlaikis. Um, we talked about this in the time in the uh, in the in the Hafla story, I think, and or and other. I don't remember one of the other shurim we gave. We talked about this. Um, the Noi Behuda's times as well. This is the same time period. He had issues with this as well. Um, so, so anyone who did anything, and that's why there was a lot of issues against Hasidim in the beginning, because this was all Shirayim from the destruction of what Shabzai Tzvi, perversion of the Torah. And um, so because Reb Nassim Adler did all these Kabbalah things, so uh, it, it attracted a lot of issues, and people made problems, and people would, would, would uh, make trouble for him. And it came out a point that they had to make out a, they had to make an announcement in Frankfurt that no one's allowed to daven at his minion, and anyone who does will be put in cherem. Reb Nassim didn't seem to care, and he still had his minion, until they had no choice in Frankfurt but to close down all private minyonim. There were no other shuls allowed to be open except the main shul in Frankfurt. Once that happened, Reb Nassim Adler had to close down his, uh, his minion. Because of this turmoil that people were, were upset at him, so he decided to take a Rabbanus in Boscovitz. In Boscovitz, um, Boscovitz is um, in uh, the Czech Republic now, or Czechoslovakia. So in Chav Zayin Elul Tovkuf Mambez, he became the Rav of Boscovitz. Um, when he was leaving Frankfurt, everyone, he, people came to say goodbye to him. He asked them what they wanted. He gave them Berchus Kayanim. And his Talmud, Ramosha Seifer, also came along. And he told them, he says, what do you want? And he said, Halavai, I should be able to see the face of my Rebbe in Boscovitz. And then they left. And the Chassam Seifer realized that he didn't say Bli Neder. He didn't say Bli Neder. So he, um, he decided that maybe as a Neder he has to follow his Rebbe to Boscovitz. And he ran after the wagon. And... Um, and... Um, 
um, in his in his hespid on Rambam and Adler, the Chazam Sefer said that I read after him Maya Parsois, a hundred parsa, which is a pretty far distance. A pretty far distance. He ran after him to catch up to um, to Rambam and Adler. Um, the story goes, he didn't even say goodbye to his parents. He just left. Um, Reb Nasanala brought his Sefer Torah with him because he left, but he did not want to bring his Sefer Torah on the wagon. He didn't feel his Bakavadik that him and the Sefer Torah should be on the wagon. He wanted people to walk with it. So he had people from Frankfurt walk halfway to the next city, and from the next city halfway they would come and pick it up, and so on and so forth. It was never put on the wagon. He came to Prague, which is on the way, um, and he was in Prague for a few days, the night of Yehuda, was mechabed him to say a drasha in the Altenai Shul and the sugi of Tzitz Miratze. And um, the Chassam Seifer in Yaredea Shin Lam and Ches writes, he says, I remember when I was young and I was learning with my Rebbe Reb Nassim Adler in Tav Kuf Mem Gimel when we went through Prague and we met the Pnei HaGoyi Noideb Yehuda and they had a lot of, they talked and learning in this Ravid, that Ravid, whatever he's talking about in that, um, in that Tshuva. Um, when he said his drush in Prague, so if you remember we said before that the way he learned was he would say a Mishnah and then he would say all, all, all the Gemaras and things on that on the Mishnah. So he did the same thing in Prague and he was saying over a whole Gemara and he saw one Talmud Chacham that wanted to like ask a question like he forgot something. And before he was able to say anything, Reb Nassim Adler told him, I know you want to ask on me that I left out the Mardchai. You should know that it's not really the Mardchai who wrote that. It's one of his Talmidim. And we don't Paskin like that and therefore I left it out. So he already knew what the, uh, what the question was and he, and he answered it. He came to Boscovitz. I was Eichet to be in Boscovitz a few years ago. And uh, that's where the Machsas HaShekel was from. He was, Reb Nasal was the Rav, the Machsas HaShekel lived there, the Machsas HaShekel is buried there in Boscovitz. And um, the Machsas HaShekel brings, in Hilchas Pesach, Tof Ayin Gimel, Sivkat and Dalid, Shamati Migavra Rabba, it's about Karpas there being lettuce, uh, I think, or being, uh, I don't remember which one it is, uh, celery maybe, being celery. And he says, I heard from a Gavra Rabba, which uh, they say is referring to um, Reb Nasan Adler. Over there also in Boscovitz he had trouble, people um, were upset at him, he, they said he was a machmir in Trefus, so they were able to find that, um, you know, since again he acted with, he, he was noig be and things like that, so they, 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 they snitched on the government to him and said that uh, he's doing this and he's doing that. And um, there was another rule in that time, you had to give over to the government any types of silver coins or silver, um, silver uh, uh, vessels, kalim. And he had on the Atzechayim of his Sefer Torah, he had these um, like silver, coin, silver rings on them. And um, they told uh, the government that uh, he's keeping silver from, from you. So the Machsas HaShekel heard about this. And the Machsas HaShekel once in the middle of the night snuck up to the attic with a hammer to try to take off the rings so that when they come and they look for it, he shouldn't be, uh, he shouldn't, he shouldn't be guilty. And the Reb Nassim Adler was learning with some cipher downstairs and he hears this hacking of, an, of, a, of a hammer upstairs, so he sent some Seifer upstairs, and Seifer sees the Machsa Shekel with a hammer banging off things from the Seifer Torah. So he's told him, please, please, don't tell Reb Nassim Adler what I'm doing. Again, I don't know what would happen when he noticed the things were missing, but he didn't want Reb Nassim Adler to know that people um, 
reported him, snitched on him to the government to have too much star from that, and he didn't want that to happen. There was another time that they tried to come and take the Sefer Torah, and Rav Nassanala told the Chsam Sefer, here, you just hold the Sefer Torah in the middle of the room, and they won't be able to see you. And the, uh, the officers, the guards, whoever it was, the inspectors came, and they looked around the room, and the Chsam Sefer was standing there in the middle, and he was mamish, invisible. Chassam Seifer would say over this story, and he says it's not such a big thing to do, but it's a pretty dangerous thing to try at home. I wouldn't try it, he says, but it's not a pellet that my Rebbe was able to do that. Chassam Seifer wrote in a letter that in Boscovitz, the, uh, the Reb Nassim Adler had a young son and a young daughter. The daughter was about 12 years old, and she died, um, and, she, and she was Nifter. And if you remember, we mentioned this story when the, about Reb Chaim Oizer, when his daughter was Nifter. Um, so the Chassam Seifer wrote that when the, the daughter was Nifter, Reb Nassim didn't cry, and he was matzik hadin besimcha gedoyla, nifla, and he, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he justified the din um, with a great simcha, shalari dugmasei besimchas teira. The Chassam Seifer says, even on simchas teira, I didn't see him so happy on the day that he said, die on ha'emes on his daughter, because the Chazal say, a person has to accept even bad things besimcha, because Hashem knows what he's doing. Um, and he says, he says that the only thing is that Shabbos was Parshas Vayera, and that was the Shabbos of the Shiva, and the Rav Nassanadar used to take the Ali of Kayin and Maftir every Shabbos. And he took those Aliyahs even during the Shiva, which is a bit of a Chiddush, usually we don't give an Avel an Aliyah during Shiva. And when he said the Haftarah, which is the Haftarah of the Shunamis, where her, do- her son died, so one tear dripped out of his eye, Chazam Seifer says he caught it in his hand, and then like his demeanor changed back, and we never saw any sadness on him ever again. And he never had... Now, I don't know what happened to the young son, but Amnasanala did not leave over any children, so I guess that son was Nifter as well. And the Chazam Seifer writes that he never had any other children, even though, says the Chazam Seifer, he could have, you know, begged Hashem. He did so many miracles, the Rav Adler. He could have done some type of thing to get Hashem to do it, but he didn't want to be Matriach Kameshmaya. He didn't want to bother HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Chassam Seifer, if you know, the Chassam Seifer was married for many years. His first wife, they didn't have any children. He married his second wife, Rabbi Kivager's daughter. She was much younger than him, but he had many children, eight, nine, ten children or something. All of the, or they, all the children come from... Um, from the second marriage. So Chassam Seifer says, I also in my first marriage didn't ask him to do anything for me, um, even though I knew he could have in Shemayim gotten that I should have children. However, I relied that this is not the right way to do it. Harbei Revach Lamakam. Hashem has all different ways of bringing Yeshua to someone. Um, once this was the Machlaikas was building up here in Boscovitz, he returned to Frankfurt in Tufkuf Memvav. And uh, the Chassam Seifer thought he was going to go back with him to Frankfurt. However, on the way, they got to a city called Purda, and he told him that it's time for you to leave. And that's when the Chassam Seifer left him, and he never saw him again. In Frankfurt, when Reb Nassau came back, so again, people, his friends, and he had his Beis HaKnesses again, and everything was quiet for a few years, until Tafkuf Memtes again, Problems began. They had to make the cherem again on him, um, and uh, this went on for a while, um, at least for about ten, eleven years. And finally, in Elul of Tovkuf Samach, he was getting already. He wasn't well. He wasn't so old. Again, Tovkuf Samach is sixteen hundred. He was born in, as we said, he was born in. Um, 
It was um, in Tough Kuf Base. It was only 58 years old. It was only 58 years old. Um, I'm sorry, 1800. Six, not uh, 1600, 1800. Tough Kuf Samach is 1800. It makes more sense. Tough is 1800. So he was only 58 years old. Um, they were Mavato the Cheirim in the beginning of El of Tafkov Samach, and at that time a, an announcement went out that no one should be Maharar after him. Call Maisa Valashem Shamayim. And less than a month later, and Chav Zayin Elul, which is interesting, Chav Zayin Elul was the year he it was the same date that he became the Rav of of Boscovitz, uh years earlier. He was Nifter Ben Chein Shana Nun Ches Ches Nun, fifty eight years old. In the Sefer Zichroinus of Frankfurt, they wrote a Yizkur that should be said for him. Yizkur es nishmas ha-nesher ba-anokim, the great eagle, the great, great one among all the giants. Um, in those days, um, in those days, they wouldn't give the title of Meirenu, like a smicha of Meirenu, only to people who were on the Bezdin. Um, however, that was while someone was alive. After someone was nifter, they would give him a title of Moreinu if he deserved it. So the Hafla and two Rashi Bezdin, um, at his kever, at his Levaya, they gave him smichas Moreinu, and they say from now on he should be called Moreinu Harav. Moreinu Harav. The Hafla said about him, he used a play on a pasuk in Shmuel that's talking about Hashem kiloi adam hulihinachem. Hashem is not a person who retracts on things. He instead of lihinachem, he said lihisnachem. He is not a man, meaning that Rav Nosanadler is not a man. He's like a malach lihisnachem that we could be comforted from his uh, his death. His wife was nifter five years later in Tafkuf Samachay. The flaw was masbid her. And that same year, Dalit Hamas, the Hafla himself, um, was Nifter. The Chazam Seifer writes in his Hesped, he says that, um, you have to remember, in those days, news took a while to travel. The Chazam Seifer found out in a dream that he was Nifter. He saw in a dream that they had, the Svarim were wrapped in black. Sifrei Taira were wrapped in black. And in his dream, he asked, why are they in black? And they answered it, they said, don't you know the minig of your hometown Frankfurt is that on a fast day, they put black uh, um, mantles, coverings, onto the Sifrei Torah. And he realized that um, his Rebbe had been nifter. The news didn't come almost a month later. I think at the end of Tishrei, the news came to, final news came that he was nifter, and the Chazam Seifer was distraught over it, that he wasn't able to see him. All these years, he wasn't able to see him, and he wasn't able to be there at the end of his life. But from then on, the Chazam Seifer always darshaned Chav Zayin Elul. He used to give his Jerusha for Rosh Hashanah and Chav Zayin Elul um, for the next about 10 years till he himself um, was Nifter. That's why if you look in Jerusha's Chazam Seifer or in Tairas Moshe Ala Taira, where um, they have also Jerusha's there as well, you always see that it's either Chavav, Chav Zayin, it's that neighborhood depending on what day of the week it fell out, um, Chav Zayinella was when he gave his drushes. There's not a lot of Torah from Nos and Adler because he himself never forgot anything and therefore he held that he has no heter to write down Torah. The only heter, the only heter to write down Torah Shabal Peh is because because since we're going to forget it, so we have to, so to speak, break the rules in order to keep the Torah. That's why we could write down Torah Shabal Peh. But he felt that since he never forgot anything, he doesn't have the Heter, and he never wrote down his Torah. 
in his Mishnayis, he would have little dots and lines. Each one signified another shtikl Torah he had. He never wrote it down, but it was, so to speak, a reminder for himself on each thing. And every line was full of all these dots to show where he had Chidushim and shtikl Torah. The little that we have is from his Talmidim. And um, I'll just say over a few of them from the Chuvas uh, Chassam Seifer. We mentioned already a, a bunch of them from Chuvas Chassam Seifer. Um, where he's quoted, in Chayshemishpa Kuf Samach Gimel, where he talks about the smicha of Meirenu and the smicha of Chaver. You know, by the Ashkenazim, by the Germans, there's a concept of making someone a Chaver. That means it's like a Chashiv Balabas. So the Chassam Seifer writes over there, even since it has doesn't have any Shairish in Shas, there's no such uh, such thing as a Chaver. It's Minug B'nei Ashkenaz, this is the custom of, of German Jews from the days of the Maril and the Mariv, from the early times. Um, he says, so it's really not, has no basis in halacha. But he says, I remember that I have a Kabbalah from my Rebbe, Hagoyrim Rasen Adler, that there's a Cherem HaKadmainim, there's a Cherem from the previous generations, that you don't call someone a Chaver unless he has Smicha from the Rav. In other words, you can't just decide you're a Chaver one day, even though there's no Shairish in the Shas for it, but this is a, a Cherem that they had from Kadmainim. Um, in Arachayim Tezayin, Tezvav, where he talks about changing the Nusach, he also writes over there that the um, Rav Adler would not allow on Sukkis a Levi who was not Nizhar in Chadash and Yashen to get the, the Aliyah of Levi. The Aliyah of Levi talks about being careful and not eating from the new grain. So even though in Chutzlar it's as a Chumrah and Gaisha, there's all in Gaisha uh, produce might be a Chumrah, but he felt that if someone's not Nizar, and by Sukkot's time it's already a problem eating from the new grain, um, the new harvest is there. So he would not give someone an Aliyah if he was not um, Nizhar in, in Yashan. And the same thing, he wouldn't give the Pasuk that talks about not collecting during Shemitah, if it was Shemitah year, if someone didn't make a prusbol, um to be able to collect his loans that Shemitah would potentially knock off, in those days not everyone made a prusbol, and therefore if someone didn't, he would not let him have that aliyah either. He felt, if you got a certain aliyah, you had to be living up to those standards. In Arachayim Nunvav, he writes, the Chassam, this is a famous Chassam Seifer's Tshuva, where he talks about Birchas HaChama, and he talks about uh, how to do Birchas HaChama, and he writes that in Tav Kuf Mem Hay, which was when the, they were in Boscovitz together, he says that I was with my Rebbe who was leaning on my hand, and he was Mivarech the Birchas HaChama, he made the bracha um, of Birchas HaChama when the sun was covered with clouds. In other words, it was behind the clouds, but you were able to see it. If you can't see it at all, you can't make the bracha. But if you could see its outline behind the clouds, says the Chassam Seifer, um, you, could, you could make the bracha. So these are some chidushim from, that the Chassam Seifer brings. I just want to end off with the Dvar Torah that they bring from Rabbi Nassim Adler on last week's Parsha and the parsha of Hakel, where it says you bring the children to give schar to their parents who bring them. The men come to learn, the women come to listen. Why do the children come? So, Rebbe Lozim and Azariah said, because it gives schar 
to those their parents. So Rav Nassim Adler said, and it's interesting that Chassam Seifer has a very similar vart in numerous places, not quoting the Rav Nassim Adler, but it goes on the same derech, and we see where he got it from. And Rav Nassim Adler would say that really the children, they come to the drasha, they're going to disturb. So it's really better that the children should stay home because the adults won't be able to, to learn as well. He says, but if your purpose of bringing the children is to expose them to Avaidah Hashem, to expose them to a shul, even though it might mean you have to be busy with your child a little bit, and your own davening perhaps, or your own learning perhaps, will not be on the highest level. Now we're not talking about they're going to disturb the whole davening, and you won't be able to daven. But we know when you bring your kids to shul, it's a little bit, you know, they need this, they need a tissue. Even when they behave themselves, you still have to be metapal with them. So you'll say, why should I bring them? It's staring my avaydas Hashem. I am suffering from it. Better they should stay at home. So he says... No, if you're doing it in order to be mamshech, your children to have Hashem, just like Avram Avinu went around teaching people Torah, even though he could have been growing even more. However, if you're doing it for that, so then, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will make sure you won't lose out from it. You won't lose out from it if you're doing it that way. And that is, um, and that is why the Gemara ends off and says, that it's not a dar yosim that has a Rebbe Lozim and Azariah. Because since Rebbe Lozim and Azariah said that it's very dear to HaKadosh Baruch Hu when a person takes care of other people and takes care of the children and takes care of the generation, even if it might come at a little bit of a cost to his own Ruchnias, we know that there's going to be a future for Klal Yisrael. So if you have Rebbe Lozim and Azariah in your generation, you know your generation is not a dar yosim it'll be taken care of. And this is a mahalach that the Rav Nassim Adler said, or Rav Seifer says in numerous places, that when a person gives up for their family, for others, for children, even if it's at the expense of their own ruchnias, they never really, really will lose out. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will make sure that they don't lose anything out. And Bez Hashem, like we said, tomorrow is Rav Nassim's 220th yard site. We should talk about that he should be a Melitz Yosher for Klai Yisrael. I was to be in Frankfurt twice at his kever, and we should be Zaycha that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give us all a Ksivach Simatayva and a good Kibben Shiar. Kaltov, everyone.